This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Jamie. You are Jamie. I am. You are. And the one and only. Today is Monday, September 21st, 2020. <laughs> and guess what? It's nice out. It's, it's it hoodie is. weather! It's nice out, but I, like, totally turned my heat on today. I wasn't going to because in my office I have, like, this little space heater because it was really chilly. It, it, it got to 64 degrees in here. It was cold. But my poor son is down at, like, the dining room table doing his Zoom because all the kids are home. And he's shivering. He's got a hoodie on. He's got a blanket. He's still cold. And I was like, all right, I'll turn it on. I was like, but I'm not going above 69. So it's on 69 or whatever. So it only pops on then. And now it's like, it's actually kind of getting warm in here. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Um, I did turn my heat on in my car this morning. Yeah. On the way to Kathy's. I was like, brr. You know what? My new car has I, a heated steering wheel. Nice. It is nice. I was like, oh my God. Look at this. And yeah. I, last night I put the big blanket on the bed. Oh, did you? The big, oh my god, poor Bruce was fixing my bathtub last night. Uh-huh. Um, because ever since I bought it, like, the, the flip thing didn't work, so the water would just drain out. So I had to use this little thing so the water wouldn't go out. And uh, so he was like, you know, here I am to the rescue. I'm going to fix it for you. And he was fighting that thing and fighting that thing. And so I get out there. It's like 1045. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, and that was like 11 o'clock. And he was like, can you give me like 15 minutes? I was like, okay. So now it was 1045. And so at 1145, I'm like, I'm going to die because we sit up late every night. Right. Right. Friday night, we hung out like together in the yard, having drinks. Saturday night, I'm out with all you guys and we were out all late. And then we came back here, drank some more. Like, so we got back here. We're like, let's drink some more. So we drank some more. Then you go to bed till three o'clock in the morning, both mornings. And my body's like, it's time to get up. It's seven o'clock. And it was like, it doesn't matter that you went to bed at three o'clock. Like, it was like, it's time to get up. I was like, fuck, this sucks balls. Like, I'm exhausted. Right? So, and he's, like, still, I, I gotta do this thing. I'm like, babe, just, you gotta go to sleep. It's just, it's over with. He was like, just give me 15 minutes. I said, I'm shutting the door. I'm turning the TV off. And I went to bed. So, me and Lainey went to sleep. Well, that poor guy goes to go to bed, and there's no covers left for him. Oh. So, the middle of the night, all he did was sleep with, like, this little sliver of a blanket. And I felt so bad for him. But I'm like, mm, just go to bed. No fun, no fun. I felt bad for it, but it was fucking cold. I was in bed early last night, and I've, I've been, as you can see, I've, I've, I've had a couple itchy days. Like, see, I've got new little blisters. Really? I was actually up. just saying to our boss, I was like, I wonder if that, because I forgot to ask you. I was wondering if that had stopped or not. Nope. It started back up last night, so I've got, see how they're like little blisters? Yeah. So I have it here now, and on my wrists, and on the, it was starting to come up on the palms of my hands again, but it's bad on the, on the tops of my hands yeah but last night i had a really itchy night so i got into the shower and i moisturized because i'm like maybe because the weather's a little chillier i'm just dry it's not the case um <laughs> so i uh i went to bed took two benadryls and i had to wake up at that was at like 10 at 12 30 i had to wake up and take a third benadryl oh my god yeah i was like this is awful but pago didn't come to bed and probably till like two in the morning he hasn't been to bed at a decent hour in at least two weeks like, he'll oh fall God. asleep down on the couch, and I've gotten to the point where I'm not going down to get it. I'm like, whatever, you can fucking stay down there. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Well, I used to, when I was married, I used to fall on the, on the, asleep on the couch, too, and my ex-husband would try to wake me up, and when he would wake me up, I would turn into a very abusive person, 
because I didn't realize I was doing it, but in my sleep, I was like, I would tell him he's an awful human being, and but bad words. And he, so he finally was like, um, I'm not waking up anymore. You can fucking sleep on the couch. But after a while, he waking up sleeping on the couch, and my neck was kinked, and I finally decided I'm just going to go to bed. And I'm just going to bed, and I didn't fall asleep on the couch anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I had a really good weekend. We had a good weekend. Friday, um, I hosted it on the rocks. Um, it was fine. It was mm-hmm. Jay's birthday. You know, we did yeah. like, balloons and cupcakes for Jay. And then um, Fitz came out for a little bit. And that was basically it for Friday. And then Saturday, we went to this bachelorette party. And can I tell you, I was like, <sighs> I don't want to go. I'm like, like, you all have to look at the video I posted of Jamie. You have to go look at her page. Look at the Straight from the Net page, that I, the video that I posted. I was like, Lori. You were loving life. Wait, what time does it start? She's like, I don't know. 3.30? And I'm like, 3.30 seems early. I don't think it's 3.30. And I'm like, God, I don't want to go. Like, not that I did, I don't want to celebrate Jenna Bacon. Yeah. But I was tired. Like, yeah. I'm just like, fuck, I'm tired. That's I don't want to go. Saturday too. You know what? A lot of people were saying, like, how tired they were. Oh, Saturday. Something about Saturday. It was like, everybody was exhausted. So... Kira texts me. I wonder if it was because it was chilly. Kira texts me and is like, hey, I want to be, you know, at Applebee's by 5. She was like, I'd really like to be eating at 5. Right. She was uh-huh. like, but that probably won't happen. So she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm debating whether or not I want to get off this couch. And I knew she meant business when she was like, I'm a, I-M-A, instead of I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to need your ass to get up off the couch. <laughs> I was like, Lori, we got to go. <laughs> my sister's mad at me. I was like, Kira's gonna get mad. And Lori was like, let me go upstairs and put my face on. And then we get there, and we're there 20 minutes before everybody. Kira, like, made sure we got there, and they were late. So I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So everybody came, and then once dinner, once I ate, and I wasn't hangry anymore, and we went yeah. and did all this stuff. Like, I was having such a great time, and I was like, I'm so glad we came. And Lori was like, I told you, because Lori looked at her and said, we don't want to get up off the couch right now. Right. But we're going to have so much fun tonight. She right. Like, it's just how it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it did, and we had a great time, and, you know, it was even better when, you know, you came out, and mm-hmm. I, when I got there, and you were there, and I was like, yay! I know! It was, <laughs> it was, because Beth was like, let's go out! I don't have a babysitter today! I'm like, okay, and then, you know, of course, Bruce is like, sure, whatever you want, babe. I actually danced with my boyfriend in the bar. I know, I seemed to. It was so sweet. He was like, you want to dance? I was like, yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> you danced with him, and then somebody was like, a whole new world. And I was so excited, and I was like, Bruce, where the fuck is Danielle? <laughs> he was like, in the bathroom. Did somebody sing it? Yes, yeah, somebody oh, was, was singing on that, it. Oh, they were singing it? And I was like, this is my idea. It, it was Kira and um, that other guy, I don't know his name. But I was like, what's happening right now? I was like, she's gotta be out here. This is our shit. And he was like, this is your song? I was like, yeah, because we're always like, a whole new world. On the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. I was like, so it's kind of exciting that it's actually somebody singing it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, get your ass out here. Oh my God. I went and pulled her out of the bathroom, people. That's how we roll. There's no privacy with us. Well, speaking of, well, parents and homeschooling and everything else, apparently, because, these kids are being homeschooled right now. Like, a lot of the kids aren't in school. According to teachers, they're saying some parents drink, smoke, and appear half-dressed in online classrooms. Oh, shit. I felt so attacked. Right. Completely like, attacked. First of all, you're in our homes now, bitches. I know. Like, different rules apply. But I just think it's funny. They're like, drink, <laughs> smoke. It's like, oh, God. 
So, according to CBS12.com, it says, In a school board meeting Wednesday, Boca Raton Elementary teacher Edith Fry delivered a colorful message to parents. Parents, please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you are walking behind your child's computer, because we've seen them in their drawers, their bras, and everything else, Pride said during the public comment. Pride said she had plenty of issues to take up with the district, but dedicated her entire three minutes to this fiery message. Parents, when you're helping your children up their computer, please do not appear with big joints in your hands and cigarettes. <laughs> Those joints be as big as cigars. Oh, yeah, we've seen it all. I did have a parent who sat on the couch and we could see an ankle monitor on her leg. One teacher who wished to be anonymous told them. I guess that's my... I think they're dropping off a package. Okay. Yeah. I had a father, no shirt, drinking a beer at 11.45 in the morning, another teacher said. Goals. Students do see other things that they've probably never seen before, so I know that is a challenge, one teacher said. I just thought, it's just the funniest shit, and that was basically it. They took, like, the bits and pieces out of this, like, you know, little meeting that they had of, like, what the teachers were saying they were seeing. And I'm like, oh my god, that is just the funniest thing ever. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm like, they think Scarlett is, like, the most school rotten person on the planet because here comes the maid and she's zoom picking up her clothes behind her <laughs> and it's funny because the other day i walked in there and i was grabbing some stuff and they were like hey hi oh really they were saying hi to you and scarlet was like they say hello oh my god she's so stoic like, sometimes it's so funny i'm like hey and they were like who's that and scarlet's like jamie and I'm, I'm, like, over here now, so I'm out of view. Right. And the one guy goes, is that a boy? <gasps> they want to know if you were a boy. And Scarlett was like, no, it's a girl. And they were like, you got a maid? And they were like, no. She was like, she's my mom's assistant. Oh, my God. I'm a glorified maid. It's okay, Scarlett. Just let it all out. Let them all know. Oh, my God. You are her assistant, though. Let them all know I'm a glorified maid. Well, I guess um, for everybody out there thinking about it, maybe we should just try and, you know, I don't know. Act like we're a little less unsavory than we're uh, putting it out there. Thank God this didn't happen during quarantine, like when Katie was in school, because these <laughs> kids would be mortified by me. I'm I like, know. I'm like, get the fuck up off your ass and do something. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I don't know. I'm just, I'm like, thank God they can't see me because the way Jonathan is, he's set like, you know, where the, the view is against the wall. So they can't see anything, so that's kind of good. But so what do you got? Um, <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, it's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> um, let me. Th- oh, we'll do the Carol Basket thing. Oh my gosh, this is good. Okay. Okay, so this is from TMZ, and it was from six days ago. Okay. And it, it shows the little commercial clip. All right. But um, Carolyn Basket informed about was informed about Don's family um commercial minutes before the dance. So. Carol Baskin's husband, who's missing, um, their family, when they found out that Carol Baskin was going to be on Dancing with the Stars, right. bought a commercial spot to bring attention to her, the missing man. Right, of course, yeah. Um, and they did it on purpose, and in the commercial, they, I think they actually mentioned Carol Baskin, but we'll see. But here's okay. what... Here's what it says. It says, someone made sure she knew about the commercial 10 minutes before going out on the dance floor, she adds. And you can see that it did not keep her from bringing the best performance of two weeks learn to, of my two weeks of learning. Oh, that's what she said. And you can see that it did not keep me from bringing, bringing the best performance of my two weeks learning. 
Carol's mentioned by name in the commercial, which just aired during Dancing with the Stars. The spot features Don's, Don's three daughters explaining how much they love and miss him and why they need to know what happened to him. Don's former assistant says his loved ones are just asking for justice, and the family lawyer says they deserve answers and asked the public if Carol and asked the public if Carol Baskin was involved. The number mentioned the family mentions their hundred thousand dollar reward and drops the number from their tip line. So basically, they were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna be real petty because they're making her into celebrity, and that's not okay." Well, it's only okay if they really believe that she killed him, which we all do. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of feel commercial. like she did. Mass Singer, yay! Of course, we gotta like listen to all this crap first. I mean, I love the Mass Singer, so. Baby this evening Hot stuff baby tonight Right We're that awesome people Okay so here's the commercial Okay Alright well it's not gonna air so it's not gonna it's play not... On my phone cause it's just buffering Oh okay Which is ridiculous cause I have full bars Right But anyway yeah so they're like we're not gonna let you Hi monkey we're not gonna let you um Celebritize her when, you know, basically she killed my dad. Everybody believes it. And uh, don't write at me like, oh, we don't have any proof. We all know Carol Baskin, that bitch killed her husband. It kind of seems that way. It, it definitely is that way. Yeah. And so they were like, we're going to, like, fuck her up and put this shit on. And somebody told her ten minutes, and she's so cold that she didn't, it didn't even bother her. She's like, ah, oh, whatever. Hold on. Jonathan! What? I'm pod- We're doing our podcast. Please go upstairs. Okay, well, you're just going to have to start for a little while. I feel like we should leave that in, because that's real parenting. I know. I'm like, God, this child. Like, I believe we should just leave that in. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's how you do it. I believe the children are a future. Just not when we're in the middle of a podcast. Right. Like, get the hell out of here. Take your hands up the step. You ain't hungry. Teach them well to make their own sandwich. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> he did earlier. I was working, and he was like, Mom, Mom. Mom, doing one of those. I was like, what? And he was like, I'm hungry. And I said, well, what do you want me to make you? Right? And he was, I forget. He was like, I don't know. I said, how about if I make you a sandwich? Because, of course, last week we had ham and cheese. So that's what Bruce and I had pretty much for our lunches. And then, of course, because we had ham and cheese, they wanted sandwiches too. So what do I do? I go buy extra ham. But now they don't fucking want it. And I'm like, you know what? You fucking kids are a pain in my dick. I can't do this no more with you. Oh, speaking of weddings. Last week. We had death in the wedding. Right. Which was hilarious, by the way. I mean, it's not hilarious at all, but it's like, oh my God, if anything can go wrong at a wedding, that's it. Like, it that is like, me. I'm, I was like waiting for it to be like, and then the murder mystery weekend ended. Like, that's what it sounded like to me. Like, I know. Like, so staged. Right. I know. So, um, there is this one and you know how it's like, we really enjoy when people are like assholes and this one is an alleged thing. So I don't know how true it is, but it was on Fox 29. It's from September 20th, which is what, yesterday? Today's 21st. Yes. And it says, Couples Wedding RSVP allegedly offers better meals for guests who give expensive gifts. I mean, it's legit. No! 
Right. Our um, friends are getting married. Jenny and Megan are getting married next month. What did month. you get us? Oh, Sharon and Wes are getting married. $50 in a card? Great. Your chicken fingers will be at table three any minute now. Oh, my like, that God. Is not- <laughs> well, okay. So, it says, they're not wasting the lobster on just anybody. An unidentified couple planning to marry in the near future had allegedly sent an RSVP that demanded to know the value of the gift they would be receiving so they could provide meal options accordingly. What? Uh-huh. A snapshot of the outlandish RSVP was recently shared to Reddit's wedding shaming forum. Oh my god, I need to get on Reddit. I didn't have it. How I'm not on Reddit? <laughs> they have a wedding shaming forum. We need it. We need it. I'm on Reddit. We'll, we'll, we'll find it. Find it. Okay. It says find it. It says it's showing that the future spouses create a four-tiered system of dinner choices offering generous guests the best grub. According to the RSVP, those who give the happy couple a gift worth up to $250 will be granted the option of roast chicken or swordfish, while those who give gifts valued between $251 and $500 will be granted sliced steak and poached salmon in addition to roast chicken or swordfish. Guests who provided gifts between $501 and $1,000 in value will be able to pick from all the aforementioned meals or choose an exclusive dish designated to their gift level, which includes filet mignon or lobster tails. The most expensive tier on the RSVP is reserved for those who gift between $1,000 and $2,500 or more if they desire to be that generous and has been denoted as platinum gift level by the unidentified couple. Guests who can afford to provide gifts this extravagant can choose a dish from any of the meal levels or opt for the exclusive two-pound lobster and souvenir champagne goblet. <laughs> the fuck? Interestingly, guests who need to request a vegetarian or kosher meal are automatically put in the platinum gift tier, although it's unclear if those guests will need to shell out $1,000 or more just to eat at the reception. There is no verbiage on the RSVP that indicates what happens to guests who have allergy restrictions. Although the identity of the couple hasn't been revealed, it is possible that the marrying pair are British, as hinted by the British spelling of the word favor. It's F-A-B-O-U-R. Reddit users were appalled and confused at the RSVP's tiered meal system. Everybody should just say their gift was over a thousand, eat the two pounds of lobster, and laugh thinking about the couple opening their $40 toaster later. <laughs> That's fantastic. Because it's true. It's true. Here's the thing. Fuck them over. Fuck these guys. I am so excited to get married. I really am. And I know. And we all know. It's we all know. Like, it's going to be humongous when it finally happens. But as far as gifts go, mm-hmm. like, I don't give a fuck if you get me a gift or not. Like, right. if I'm inviting you to my big day, it's for one of a couple reasons. One, I my life is better with you in it, and I consider you one of my closest and truest people, so please come. Yes. Um, you're my family. Please come. Right. Um, I really hate you, and I want you to be jealous, so please come. <laughs> Like, there's reasons. Like, there's reason. There's a specific reason why I am inviting you in particular to my wedding. Right. So, please come. Like, if you want to bring a gift, that's fine. If you want to give us a couple of dollars cash and a card, that's fine. Too. Right. If you don't want to, oh, well, come eat, be drink, and be married. Because the, the whole reason of it is to celebrate the fact that Jamie's finally getting married. I know. At this point, it's just, just come for me at this point. Right. Come see Jamie in a wedding dress. Like, that is, like, people like this fucking privileged, stuck-up assholes. Asshole people. And yes. you know they're probably, like, spoiled rich kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they were probably met in private school and, and like, lived next door to each other on their fucking mansions on the hills. Like, yeah. Like, fuck them. Fuck them, people. I know. I just thought, I was like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Shit. And I would be the one to be like, here's a 
$100 to Dollar Tree. <laughs> it's a Dollar Tree. But technically, it's in this bracket, so I'm going to go ahead and get that, you know, roast. Right. Like, I don't even want your fucking lobster. Who eats a two-fucking-pound lobster anyway? It's A, it's messy. You're in formal wear. B, there's a lot of work that goes into eating a lobster. And right. C, I don't know where you got your lobster. So how do I know it's good lobster and not just some frozen shit that you popped in the oven? So fuck you. I don't want your lobster. <laughs> I don't want your lobster. I don't know if your lobster is fresh. And fuck your fucking souvenir champagne goblet. I know. Who the hell gives a fuck? Like, nobody, why do I need a champagne goblet with your fucking names on it? Right. Nobody looks nobody at gives a fuck. Nobody looks at that months later and is like, oh, put that in the fine china. Bitch, 90% of the people leave their wedding favors on the table. On the table, I know. I'm thinking, I'm like, there's been times when people have done shot glasses, and I used to have shot glasses. I've moved so much that I've since lost them, but I would keep the shot glasses, of course, and everyone's Because they're shot glasses. Yeah, they're shot glasses. You use them. I'm like, but I never did I bring them out and be like, oh, remember when so-and-so got married? That was great. Bottoms up. You know what I mean? Never. I've never given a fuck about any of it. Right. um, I did go to a wedding where... um, the very first wedding I ever went to with Paco, they had mason jars, and they had, like, the little um, section where you could write something with a marker, oh, okay. like the yeah. black section, and you put your name on it. And then you filled your 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 mason jar mug. Oh, okay. Which I think was awesome, but we good. still use those things. Yeah. Megan did um, beer signs, like the tall oh, glasses. Okay. Yeah. I still use them. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not going to, like, look at your... You don't drink champagne every day. No. And it's, it's the champagne goblet. Right, and it's a fucking goblet. Who are you, Harry fucking Potter? Like, <laughs> get over yourself. Get over yourself. You kind of sound a little angry. I am a little angry. <laughs> I'm like, this might be Somebody got beyond. engaged on Friday at On the Rocks. And, first of all, they're an adorable couple, Liz and Connor, and they're beautiful. He's yeah. he's a lot younger than her. She's about ten years older than him. But she's got a really great head on her shoulders. Like, she's a very nice girl, and Connor yeah. is hot as fuck. So, like, good for you, Liz. And he got down on one knee, and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, I really wanted to just kick him over. Like a kick, he's like, a, like it's a kickstand, and he just like kicked I just, over. like, when he was down on one knee, I wanted to be like, <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> he's really and then over. I was angry with Paco when I got home. He didn't do anything. I was angry at him when I got him. I was so angry. You at him because he hasn't done anything. And I was, mad at, like, I was even mad at him up until like 12 o'clock the next day. And he was just like, all right, babe. Like, and he had no idea why I was mad. I was mad because you have not stepped up your game. So we get into it last night. We're, we're joking around. We're bantering. Oh, my God. Paco is going to kick your toe and complete ass for this. And he had said something to me. Oh, I was like. I had said something about somebody getting engaged. Somebody on my Facebook page got engaged. And I was like, oh, look at that. Somebody got engaged. Go figure. And he had said <laughs> he had said something to me. And I, and I was like, uh, he was like, you need to say something positive. Because that's his new thing with me. You need to say something positive. I said, I'm positive that um, I'm not fucking married yet. <laughs> oh, and he was fair. like. He was like, but if I gave you a ring, would you? Would it make you happier? And I was like, yes. And he was like, I don't believe you. I was like, well, motherfucker, test the theory. I know, right? Test the theory. I know. It's kind of like the same thing where it was like, you know what? Money doesn't solve all your problems. Well, let's try it out. Like, you know. Like, right. Let, let, let me win the lottery, and I'm going to let you know. Right. Let's test the theory. Yeah. Oh, marriage is just a piece of paper. You know what else is just a piece of paper? Mm-hmm. Money. 
<laughs> like, I'm just like, like, get off the shit, piss, or get off the pot. Right. I'm a good fucking catch. And there's right. somebody out there. I told Fitz the other day, I said, look, Fitz, if me and Papa don't work out, you and I are going to get married. I was like, and you can sleep with anybody you want. Like, go ahead and do that. We'll just get married out of convenience. That way, we're married. We're stable. We got our shit together. You can go sleep with whoever, and I'll go sleep with whoever, and we'll just have, like, fun. I was like, but we'll both be married. And he was like, sounds like a plan. Really? Yeah, and he was like, but Paco would have to die first. He was like, <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like his brother. He was like, that's my brother. He was like, we could do that if Paco dies. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. All right, what do you got? Um, I got... All right, here's something, something. Lifeless corpse almost buried with military honors. Then they realize it was a living GS-15. I don't even know what a GS-15 is. Arlington, Virginia. Whoa. We knew the military made mistakes from time to time, but we never thought it could gaff up. It could gaff up quite like this. When co-workers found this lifeless corpse apparently dead at its desk in the Pentagon, their first thought was it must have been a soldier who was courageously killed in the line of duty while preparing a PowerPoint slide on readiness. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it looks it looks a little old and decrepit, but who knows how long it had been rotting there in the bowels of the puzzle palace. So I guess they found him, like, at his desk. Right. Mourning this brave service member's fate, they went through the whole process of planning for a military burial, with, with an honor guard detail and everything. They even ordered a new dress uniform and were about to lay it down lay down in a flag draped casket when it suddenly sprang to life and said it had to leave because Friday was flex day. Oh my god. Turns out it wasn't a dead soldier at all, but a living GS-15. Who would have thought? Even though it's alive, I'm still kind of, Why do they keep calling this man an it? An it, I know. I'm like, what do you mean it? Like, Even though happening? it's alive, I'm still kind of worried about the GS-15, said Master Sergeant Patrick Hughes. One of the soldiers who found it who was one of the soldiers who found it, it hasn't replied to emails or answered its phone in months. Although it does occasionally reap all to, reply to all hands emails with a vague, incompre- incomprehensible one-line message, so I'm convinced it's alive. Quit calling it's. it it. These soldiers certainly learned their lesson, but if you come across lifeless corpse in your office, you will be able to tell if it's dead or... Office, will you be able to tell if it's a dead body or a living GS-15? There's really no sure way to tell, said the coroner, Melvin Blake. The best you can do is assign it assign it some work and see if it magically disappears. <laughs> like it doesn't if work. that's the case, you have a government <laughs> civilian on your hands. Oh, a government, GS is a government civilian. If you're saying GS. Yeah, they're saying, or living GS-15. GS stands for government civilian. But civilian is a C. Oh, then I don't know what the S is. Government service? Maybe. Government service, maybe? Maybe. Um, what did he call a knit? It says, in that case, you have a government civilian on your hands. And that was it. Like, oh my I think God. that was fake. Duffelblog.com. Well, I have this one, and I read it to Bruce the other night, and I swear to God, we were both pissing our pants. It was the fucking funniest thing I've ever read. And I'm like, holy freaking cow. All right. So, this, this girl named Rona Sawyer Battles is the one who posted it. I don't know who this is. It's somebody, put, like, responded from her. So, I don't know if it's hers and she just copied and pasted or, or what. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, going viral. So, it says, you want to laugh uncontrollably? Read this. It says, it was about five years ago. I was trying to lose a few pounds, so I was staying away from carbs. That's when I met my husband, Rob. On our first date, he booked the next two. 
He liked me. I liked him. Things were look things were looking really good. He picked me up in a Cobra Mustang, and his pathetic attempt to win me over with a car totally worked. I'm not shallow, but since I spent most of my 20s picking men up because I didn't want my hair to frizz in their non-air-conditioner jalopies on three wheels and a 15-year-old spare, I welcomed his fancy sports car with open arms. We arrived at the restaurant, and Rob was ordering food I hadn't allowed myself to eat in years. I didn't want to be that girl, so I ate, drank, and oh, was I merry. Later, we shopped a bit. Rob surprised me by buying an expensive pair of shoes that he caught me eyeing. Was this love? That's when it happened. Gas strikes in two different ways. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uncontrollable toots for sharp shooting pains that felt like a, lo- a lot like I was dying. I thought I was dying. Not to make a scene, I told Rob I suddenly wasn't feeling well and I probably needed to head home. On the way home in his Cobra, he tried to hold my hand and asked me lots of questions, but I wasn't having any of it. The pain was so bad, it felt like I was being stabbed with a bunch of tiny forks. Then I realized, my God, help me. I have a horrendous fart on deck. I'm in trouble. Big trouble. (laughs) The more I held it in, the more pain would shoot through my stomach and down my legs. I was even having to raise myself off the seat, gripping onto my door and the dashboard. Seriously, you need to hurry. I'm in a lot of pain. I mean, I just say through gritted teeth. Wow, is that bad? What's wrong? Do I need to take you to a hospital? He asked. How do you tell me and you just started dating that the reason you're writhing in this pain is because you have to fart? <laughs> Why do you not find this so funny? I'm listening. And you're like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's not that funny. It says, well, you can either tell him or like me, let the farts, let the farts speak for itself. People, oh people hear me. There was nothing I could do. <laughs> as impressive as I am with sphincter control, this was out of my hands. Slowly it eked out. The more I tried to stop it, the more it forced its way through the door. However, to my pleasant surprise, there was no sound. I sat silently, sweat accumulating above my upper lip. Okay, maybe I got away with it. Maybe I'm home free. Then it hit me. Not an idea. A cloud. A horrific fart cloud. Oh my Not God. Not in a, am I smelling something sort of way? More like, I see is someone dead and rotting in your trunk and I'm in hell sort of way. Oh my God. And suddenly I panicked. Roll down the windows. Roll down the windows. I screamed. Yes, I literally screamed it like I was in a horror movie. What? Why? Rob asked, starting to freak out because I was freaking out. I can't roll down the windows. Unlock it. Unlock it. What's going on? Rob yells back to me. Why are you? Then it hit him. I could see it in his eyes. Was it surprise? Horror? Water started to accumulate at the base of his eyelids. Oh my God, I can taste it. He screamed. (laughs) I can taste it. (laughs) Roll down the windows as I screamed. The tooth started to flood out of me uncontrollably. Uncontrollably. I scratched and clawed at the window like I was being kidnapped. Rob, unable to see either my my fart cloud or panic, kept turning on the windshield wipers <laughs> instead of unlocking the window. <laughs> it was chaos. We were acting like we were under siege by gunfire. We were under siege, all right, just not by gunfire. Finally, he was able to hit the right control, and he then rolled down our windows. We both gulped in fresh air. I was horrified, yet happy to be alive. Then I remembered I just farted on the man of my dreams and sort of wished I was dead. We sat silently for the rest of the way home. Although the shooting pains had subsided, I now desperately needed to use the bathroom. In an urgent, explosive kind of way. He pulled up to my apartment, and before he could come to a stop, I'd already jumped out. Okay, thanks for the nurse. Sorry about the fart. Love the shoes. And ran in the apartment like I was running for the cops. I burst through my door and ran straight for the bathroom where I was finally able to unleash and make noises that no one should ever, ever hear coming from another person. Then I heard it, Rob's voice, right outside my bathroom door. 
Oh Anna, you left your shoes in my car and your front door was open. Where do you want me to put them? Get away from the door! I screamed like Regan from The Exorcist. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Toot toot, splatter, ungodly noise. I'm fine, Mom. Just leave the shoes there. I'll call you later, okay? Okay, are you sure you're... I'm fine! Get away from the door! This man, I mean, I love him, but take a freaking hint. Finally, I heard the, the front door shut and the Cobra engine zoom away. I thought that was the last I'd hear from him. I didn't think it was possible to ever see a man again after he screams he can taste your fart after only knowing you for 40 hours. <laughs> but to my surprise, I did. A couple days later, actually. Now we're married and he's lying on the couch while I type this. It was your wreck that saved you. He just lovingly reminded me. Well, thank you, Boobs. You saved us. You saved our destiny. <laughs> How great is that? That's super cute. That was funny. I can't believe it. I, 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 was, like, yeah. I, I saw the whole thing happening in my head. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. She was like, fuck. I know. I love that. That had me bagging up. We were both laughing our asses off. Oh, let's see. What do I got? Do we want a feel-good story? Yes. We got a feel-good story. Okay. So, a lonely homeless man posts an ad looking for a family to spend the day with on Thanksgiving. And the, response start, the responses start pouring in. Neil Shittles, Shittles, I'm going to say Shittles because Shittles is just awful. <laughs> Neil Shittles is a man down on his luck. He doesn't have a real home. His home is a bunker, is bunk number 13 at the Union Mission Ministries Men's Shelter in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. This is where I lived for a year, is what he says. Okay. He didn't choose to end up this way. He'd been a hardworking taxi driver until he lost his job. With no one to, to turn to, he found himself in a position most... Most of us never dream of ending up. He had no family left to turn, and he had his up. He had used up his savings. And he is grateful. He has he has a bed to sleep in. But there are many things he wishes for because, despite living in close com- confines with hundreds of people, he is lonely. Oh. In an interview with WTKR's News Channel Three, he shared, "I am lonely, like 365 days a year." But Christmas and Thanksgiving are two of the worst days, and I really miss having some kind of family atmosphere around me. So he decided to do something about it. This is his ad. Large, 50, large 54-year-old Christian homeless male is looking for a person, family, or couple to share Thanksgiving Day with. I consider myself as someone who is easy to get along with. I am very grateful to God for everything he has blessed me with. I love to sing praises to God. I was very... Very alone last Thanksgiving and really would not like to go through that this Thanksgiving. I currently have no transportation, so um, unfortunately, unfor- he spelled unfortunately wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> unfortunately, this would mean that transport you would have to provide transportation. Please, if you have room in your home and your heart to share your thanks, I know it only would be thankful, but would also consider myself blessed to spend this time with you. Oh. So, um, not surprisingly, look, I'm like, <gasps> I know, right? Not surprisingly, he, this touched the hearts of many, and his plea for a meal with the with the family went viral. So, Shittles received an email. Shittles received an email <laughs> and calls from all over the country and the world, and received gifts as far as Germany and Britain. More Aww. importantly, though, he got what he had wished for: a family to share the holiday with. One of the many calls was Corey and Ashley McLemore, a military couple who lived in Newport News that was first to connect with him. It was Ashley who spoke with him. He started crying, and then I started crying, and we were both crying, she said, because we've we've been military, and I definitely... 
and identify with having to be away from your family and not having family around you on the holidays. So right. it kind of struck a chord with me. I was crying when she called me, and I had an ex- I had to excuse myself because I was so emotional. He's a big old sweet man. Oh, well, he is a big man. On Thanksgiving Day, the McClure's made the drive to pick up, pick him up and take him back to home for the family meal he'd been missing. The family had been, and the family had realized he had been missing from them too. When later they interviewed, but when later interviewed by Washington Examiner, Ashley McLemore and Shuttles expressed how they felt about the occasion. You don't know how much I love these people, he said. They're, they're instant family, and I love them so much. There are good and bad people from all what. All walks of life, McLemore reflected, and if we don't take those chances to meet new people, then we really are crippling ourselves. Aww. And others were moved to do something for him in, in, personal, in person as well. A local family also showed up at the shelter with their three boys and wanted to meet him. He now heads to their place on Sundays after church to watch football with them. Aww. And they do ask him, to, they do have, they, they did ask him to spend Christmas Day with them. Shuttles hopes this continues, that people still reach out and share their families with him. And maybe it will. He also received an invite for the following Easter. Aww. So, he's like, so happy now. Oh, yeah. He's so happy. I think it's kind of, and, uh, I'm such a bad person. <laughs> so, <laughs> when they were like, well, the family with their three boys came to meet him, it was almost like they're coming to meet the dog at the shelter. Like, you know, pick your homeless person that you want to take home. <laughs> like, I don't know. That yeah, was awful like, thing. I, this is first time i've seen things like that i i do like the um every thanksgiving they they send this post goes viral about this woman who texts um these kids like she texts the wrong number and she's like hey dinner oh and oh yeah because she's like a white mom and it's like two black kids yeah, and like, they all are together and i love like that two story black kids and they're like hey and they're know, like family now we're gonna come anyway and yep. she's like oh you're welcome come yep. on and now they go every year they get together for thanksgiving i know i love that story it always makes me so happy especially in today's climate and whatnot it's, it's so nice you know oh that's so sweet and see in here <laughs> You had this nice thing to say, and now I have something really awful to say. Oh, no. What it's, is this? What? Oh, it's the, the, um, it's like a trail mix. It's what Jamie's getting into. Jamie always gets into the food that's left around. Well, I have certain stuff that I bring in my office because that means don't touch it. Except if you're Jamie. Yeah, except if you're Jamie. Well, that's, um, that's the stuff that I got Bruce for his lunch this week. That looks delicious. Yeah, so when I run into that, see, I got veggie straws because we're going to Jamaica, and I was like, we both want to, like, lose some weight before we go, and I was like, I'd like to lose 20 pounds, and he was like, I'll lose 20 pounds in, like, a month. I'm like, yeah, I guess you fucking will, because you're a fucking oh, dude. Oh, men are so obnoxious with that shit. Oh, I cut out soda and lost 60 pounds. Shut the fuck up. I, that's exactly what he says, too. He was like, I'm just going to cut off sugar. I won't drink soda. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So he's like, you know, so I got him this. I said, you know what? I'm just done with you. I was like, you're not losing weight until I've already started losing weight. Because it's unfair. Like, he'll lose weight in a month. I'm going to lose 20 pounds and then you get up. Then you're allowed to lose. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, until then, you just stay here, pal. All right. So (laughs) actually, this was a screenshot that I had to go and look for to see if it was real. Somebody had posted a screenshot of this, not this specific article, but somebody else made it. And I thought it was fake. And I was like, oh my God, I need this in my life. I need to hear about what's happening. And it also consequently shows you more of what kind of person I am. So there's that. Because 
<laughs> so this was according to Newsweek.com on 9-17-2019. All right, so a year ago. When this is the headline. Good. This is the headline. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here it goes. Massive semen explosion after blaze hits bull artificial insemination facility. Firefighters are forced to dodge projectiles. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I was like, what the shit? So, I mean, it's like a real, like, it's a real thing. Like, multiple news agencies did Because of course they would. Of course they're going to talk about a semen injection facility with cows. You know, we always have something to say about semen. <laughs> I'm telling you, we should change our name from our podcast from Straight for the Net to Straight from the Nuts. Because we talk about... <laughs> straight from the Nuts. We talk about semen all the time. <laughs> Well, this is as it says a huge fire at a cattle breeding facility in Australia has caused thousands of dollars in damage after at least 100 cylinders containing bull, oh my god bull semen were destroyed. I bull thought se- I, I don't realize I, I don't think I realized that it was going to gross me the fuck out thinking about all right. these cylinders. Like of you're bull so funny because last week with the dolphin story you were like ah, I can't even read it. I know I'm like you know I, I think <laughs> I have the balls like, for it. But I'm like know. next time just be like here, Jamie. <laughs> you handle the semen better than me. <laughs> You handle the semen better than me. It says emergency. <laughs> That's so gross. Emergency services were called to the. Okay, I got it together. Hold, on, let me get it together. Call hey, to the we... blaze. Where did you get this though? Because that one now I need it in my life. Uh, Aldi's. All right, got yeah, it. Yeah, we hit Aldi's and we blow all kinds of money. I'm telling you, I've been blowing money like I have it lately. I don't know what my problem is. Our bar bill the other night was seventy dollars. Uh, mine was nine. I was like, oh my god. Well, we were drinking um, Crown Apple and Sprite, and he was having Crown Apple and whatever, and I was like, oh my God. Anyway, emergency services were called to the blaze in the early hours at Yarram Herd Services in Gippsland, Victoria. According to ABC, it took 10 fire crews more than two hours to fully extinguish the fire that broke out. Blah, 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 blah. Is bull semen flammable? I guess so. The liquid inside the cylinders was rapidly expanding, and essentially the lids of the cryogenic (laughs) cylinders... We're just <laughs> popping off the top, and projectiles were being thrown from the building. <laughs> it was expanding. Yes, the semen oh. inside the cylinders. I'm going to be like, babe, can you jerk off in this cup and put it in the microwave? Because I want to see how semen expands. Ew, oh my God. I mean, I'm not going to use my microwave. I'm going to take it to Kathy's. <laughs> <laughs> just oh my kidding. God. Yerim Herd Services Committee Vice Chairman Aaron Thomas said the loss of 100 cryogenic cylinders of cattle semen will be a huge blow for the farmers. Oh, my God. My God. I hate that blow. God. (laughs) The actual cylinders are worth between $500 and $1,000 per unit, but the semen inside them varies in price. We're coming into the AI season? I don't know what that means. um, Artificial insemination season? Yes. So there could have been substantial amounts of semen inside the tanks that we've lost, which was owned by our local farmers, and it can range in value from $5 per straw to $95 oh. per straw. So they had them fancy, that fancy cow come. It was probably Angus. They got the meats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see. Oh. Yerim Herd Service has been providing artificial insemination as well as other services just capped dehorning and freeze braiding services for farmers ball for 20 years. They don't know why it caught on fire. I thought it'd be a lot funnier than that. Oh, I thought it was hysterical. Well, I'm just saying, it's just so gross. Like, I remember it came up on my time hop. I don't remember when, but I, I don't, I kind of feel like it was somewhat recently 
where I realize that they actually do this as a job. You know what I mean? There's somebody that jacks off a bull. Like, it has to happen. And even now, I think they put it on, I think they put, like, a thing, a machine on them. But I'm like, imagine, like, you go to work to put a machine on a bull's dick to make it come, and then you gotta, you know what I mean? Like, imagine being that person. So, like, when you hate your job, just remember, there's a person that jacks off a bull. Well, when they inseminate the cow, they have to put their whole entire arm up inside the cow. Which is wild. Yeah. I mean, I feel so bad for the cow. I mean, they don't seem to mind. I don't know. Wouldn't you mind a little? Hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't mind somebody putting the... Didn't you tell us on this same exact podcast, I have a shallow vagina. I do have a shallow vagina. And now she's like, mm, I don't know if I'd mind having a whole entire arm being shoved <laughs> up my badge. God. You know, we keep it so classy here. We um, really do. We keep it so classy. Speaking of classy, I'm going to say something good about Donald Trump. Oh, shit. Okay. I know. Mark it on the fucking calendar. I know. I'm taking my pen out right now. So, we lost... Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. Who was a a woman's rights fucking champion. Yeah. She was a civil rights fucking champion. And she was an amazing person. And when President Trump, he was during a press conference, um, somebody had said, how do you feel about Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing? And he had just, like, that person telling him that, and he was like, what do you mean she died? Like, just now? And he was like, she was a wonderful person, blah, blah, blah. And you could see the actual true life emotion. Really? In this man's face. Todd Ruckle um, posted a video of it. Oh, did he? Oh, I'll have to look for it. And you could actually see that deep down underneath all that stuff I can't stand about him. Yeah. There was a human Mm -hmm. that actually fucking knew how great of a person she was when she and him did not agree on anything. Right. Like, their values are completely different. Oh, yeah. But he realized what she has done for women. Right. And I was impressed. Right. Meanwhile, in Delaware... Are you going to talk about Laura Witzke? I am. Thank God. I was hoping you would bring that up. Because that crazy bitch... Fuck that hoe. You know what? Can I just say this when you get started? Yes. I wouldn't have been so upset necessarily at what she said, but the meme she posted with it right. was disgusting. I'm she, like, she has her right to feel the way she feels about things. Yeah, but here's but the thing. But to post that, it's like, oh, God. Here's the thing. Our president, who she is... Now, mind you, this girl who's out here yelling about abortion... And how mm-hmm. it's wrong, and how she loves Jesus and Donald Trump. Three years ago, was in jail and was a fucking heroin addict. Right, I get it. I, I get it. I get so, it. So first she's of all, allowed. She's allowed to decide. She first is of all, pro-life. you're you're a hypocrite. Right. Like, first of all, because you weren't pro life when you were shoving that needle up your fucking arm. Right. And would you be pro life if you were pregnant? You became pregnant while you were a fucking addict. Right. I don't think you would have. You stupid cunt. Well, so she, anyway, know, I think she found Jesus in her way. She used whatever. that to manipulate things. So here's my problem with her. You cannot like what Ruth Bader Ginsburg stood for. Sure, of course. That is your opinion. This mm-hmm. is America. Right. If you don't, she wasn't even dead 24 hours right. before you started spewing hate about a woman who mm-hmm. made it possible for you to run for office in the first place. Well, she helped to. Right. She was... On the forefront. She was... Well, I mean, yeah, she helped, you know, she absolutely and not only did, are you but it wasn't running, because of her that that happened. Not only are you running for office, mm. 
because of Ruth Bader, right. Bader Ginsburg and people like her. That's what I mean. And like her. Yes, exactly. You're running for public yes. for Republican office. That's right. a motherfucking boys club. Mm-hmm. So I read these things. There's kind of like there's quite a few female actually Republicans though. Like there's one. Her name's Kim Classic out in Baltimore, who's a beast. Right, she's a beast. I I'm love not saying her. that she's bad because she's a Republican. I'm saying that a don't speak ill right. of the dead. Of course. Not even after she, she's not even cold yet. Right. B. No, it was bad taste. B. And racist actually. Realize that she was more than just abortion. Of course. Yeah. Like absolutely. you might not agree with abortion. Right. But you agree with the civil rights that she fought for. Right. With, Absolutely. There's yeah. a movie called On the Basis of Sex. That's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg story. And oh, I yeah, recommend really? every... It's on demand right now on HBO. I would love to see it. It's so good. I, really? I recommend you watch it. But okay. anyway, she... Yeah, let's talk about what awful thing this woman did. And this is in Delaware. Right. This so is she, facts. It did happen. So she posted a meme with a bunch of black African-American babies. Well, no, I think they're African babies. They were actual African babies. I think they're African babies, yep. Uh, but th- this is another post of hers. Says Ruth Bader Ginsburg's obsession with abortion over overtly signaled out blacks and minorities for extermination. Her own words from the 1970s tell us she didn't want too many blacks or poor folks procreating. Tens of millions of blacks and brown babies never got a chance at life because Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If elected, I pledge, pledge I will never ever vote to confirm a pro-life justice to the Supreme Court. Note, this post was removed temporarily because of my many repeated threats and attempts to dox me and my family. Alright, so she's pro-life. You're allowed to be pro-life. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's allowed to be what pro-life. What kills me is pro-lifers allow- are like vegans. Right. Like, they want to shove it down them. your throat. Not, you know, well, because in their minds, you're murdering babies. I don't feel that way, okay? But in their minds, they feel like you're murdering babies. So okay. that's how they feel about it. And, I mean, I want you to think about it. Like, if you were to see a baby get shot on the street, it would be very upsetting, right? So right, they are is, very upset about it. Here we are in Delaware... I mean, I, I'm pro do what you need to do with your body. It's none of my damn business. Just so you know. Right. But I can understand how they feel. But here we are at. in Delaware where there's literally babies getting shot in the streets. In Wilmington. Yep. And I know. She's worried about abortions. I know. Those babies aren't even here yet. Mm-hmm. Focus your energy on the babies that need us the most. Right. I mean, that's it always cracks me up. It's like, okay, let me get this something straight, okay? So we don't have universal health care. We don't, they don't take care of their education system. The public school system is, is sheltering or is faltering. Right. Like we, the, I don't just the way things are going here in Delaware. So it's like the kids that we have now don't have what they need because they're, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't get the right services like in our, our right. education system and our teachers and everything else. I'm like, but you're more worried about the ones that aren't making it here. Right, you know I mean, and you're, I do you're understand worried the about point. the ones that are getting aborted, but you weren't worried about them when you were shoving that needle up your arm. I'm sorry, like you've only been clean three fucking years. Why right. are you running for go- for office? And why? Because you know, <laughs> she. I guess she feels like she can do it better, but you know what? She's not going to now. Everybody's in an uproar over oh, the statements even, that she's made. Even the Republicans are like, "You fucking sick bitch." Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know what? Some of them though. They probably do agree with her, but they got to do it because they either want to win against her or they want to be like, oh shit, I don't want to be taken out of the running, so I better say something bad about it. They'll throw her out because any, everybody thinks she's disgusting. Both sides of the lawn feel right. that. I feel like three years is, you haven't been clean long enough to run for office. Right. Like three years with the with the relapse rate of heroin within right. the first five years. Right. You were a full-blown heroin addict in jail. 
Right. Three years later, they tell you you can't even get in a relationship until two years after you get out of, like, rehabilitation. I thought it was one. No, it's two, it's two? years. It's two years. Yeah. So you're not supposed to get into a relationship. After one year, you're supposed to get a plant or a pet. And then after two years is when you should try to get your life together enough to get into a relationship. Right. Because the relapse window is so big with heroin. Right. My ex was on heroin for years and says every once in a while he's still tasted in the back of his throat and he still wants it. Oh, wow. And he hasn't touched that shit in over 30 years. Right. But you still have a craving for it. Right. This bitch is running for office and I'm sorry, I don't understand how she was even nominated. I don't understand how she won the primary. I don't know. Was it up against Scott Walker? Is that why? Was she up no, against she wasn't against, up against Scott Walker. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. To find out. But I was just so disgusted that it's like, I mean, well, a lot of people do believe that for some reason that it seems like abortion clinics, things like that, tend to um, help out minorities and, you know, people of color more. And that they seem to, I don't know, what did they say? Something, I don't know if I agree with it or not, but. But you know what, though? That they, like, try to, um, like, attract them in that way. To, 90, like, make them abort their babies. I don't know. I don't know that that's true. people who are against Planned Parenthood, which mm-hmm. she is, mm-hmm. think that Planned Parenthood is all abortions. When no, actually, in actuality, Planned Parenthood is 3% abortions and the rest is pre-cancer screening. Right, of course. Birth controls and things right. like that. But the fact that they do do them is enough for them to right. want them gone. And it is, it is such a shame, but you know, and most of them, I can't imagine that most of the people that are against having the Planned Parenthood, I'm assuming that they would be white Christians. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you'd be surprised. You'd actually be surprised. Um, I know, but I would think the majority of them would be like white, conservative, Republican Christians. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, but she's, she's awful. And if I ever, I asked her, I told her on her, um, on her Facebook page, I was like, you were disgusting. The way you spoke of a woman mm-hmm. who fought for your right to even run for office. Right. I was like, and second of all, I hope you never, I hope you I told her, I hope your uterus catches on fire and you never breed. Oh my God. And then somebody was like, same with you. I hope you never breed. Um, I'm breeding just fine. As a matter of fact. I already Fuck you, bitch. I already she, bred. And she's a Republican. <laughs> I know what I was going to say. To my, to my chagrin. <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny, like, say you shoot Katie out of your Democratic body. That is so damn but, funny. But she's very centric. Like, she, she's... She, yeah, she's more of a centrist, I think, yeah, probably she's, than Yeah, she's like most normal people are. Yeah. Like, most normal people have views on each side, but just... Yeah. It, it, this two-party system is fucking retarded. It is kind of getting absolutely ridiculous at this point. So, because too many of us are, are centrally located on this spectrum of politics. Let's, let's laugh at something. Okay. Because we are at 55, so oh, shit. Okay. let's make it a quick. So this will be like our, our world news report. It's by radio.com now. Florida man history, October 1st, and this was October 1st in 2019. Okay. Drunk man uses taco as ID. <laughs> this, it was posted on October 1st, 2019, because they did it. They they did the, the Florida man challenge. Okay. This was actually on October 1st, 2011. A Florida man passed out drunk in the drive-thru of Jensen Beach Taco Bell with his foot on the accelerator near his car in park, which caused it to catch oh. on fire. Oh, my God! But it didn't wake him up. Oh Cops were called to the 
the scene and woke up the Florida man while he was still in the drive-thru. When the officer asked him for ID, he proceeded to hand him a taco. <gasps> According to the Miami News Times, obviously he was arrested. Obvious. Obvious. So, if you go onto floridaman.com and you put in your, um... Your birthday. Yeah. It gives you news stories. Oh, from your birthday? From, like, or you, any date. It'll give oh. you news stories of, like, that. And there's always something fucked up in Florida. Oh, yeah, of course. So, this was that. On, <laughs> on October 1st, 2011, somebody the gave him. The man gives him, gives him an ID. He gave him a taco instead of his ID. Which, if I were that cop, I'd be like, thanks, dude. Get out of the car before it blows up. Oh, my God. Let me just mention this real quick, because this is so freaking funny. And I wanted to mention it, just because you brought up Trump. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. So this is posted on September 50, 2020. It's on the Western Journal. And it said, the man goes to extreme lengths after multiple Trump yard signs are stolen. So in Bedford, New Bedford, Massachusetts, this guy put up a Trump 2020 yard sign. Uh-huh. And the pet people kept stealing it. So he put up this, like, <laughs> electric fence. So if anybody tries to get over it, it's going to shock them. <laughs> and it's like in a hey, triangle. Hey, Look. you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> I was cracking up, but like, look at it, and it's like, do like, <laughs> all I can think of is like, James Bond couldn't even get through there. Look how many that he is has. Funny. He is like, this is my Trump sign. Oh my god! Yes, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. So there's somebody out there who's just very, very angry, and um, he was like, I'm not doing this, and he just said, it's horse wire care. It's horse wire. Yeah, it's it's horse wire. So it'll it'll give you a good zap because it zaps horses. Oh it's not God. like Sophie's shot collar. Oh, my God. So I thought you guys would all get a kick out of that. So there's this guy who was like, oh, hell no. You done pissed me off. I'm putting up this sign. You're going to fucking deal with it. And it's in New Bedford, Massachusetts. You'll have to check it out on the westernjournal.com. So if any of you have ever tried to give a cop a taco or <laughs> anything else <laughs> instead of your ID, give us a write in at, Google, at uh, straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, all of them. Are you still messing with the Twitter? I, you know what? I am. I, I'm. I'm starting to like find things that are more interesting. I'm like, it's hard for me to filter out all the politics because everybody's right. talking about politics. Yeah. I am currently sexually harassing Jason Bateman. Still? He is not fit. He's still doing it. I mean, you're still doing that. But eventually, he will. <laughs> you would think at some point he will. I think I'm just going to IM him some boot pics. Oh, my God. Do not send your I'm tits not going to send Bateman. my tits to Jason Bateman. Yet. This week. <laughs> this week. <laughs> you can also find us on a million different platforms, which Danielle will let you know about. Well, we are on New York Daytime Radio. That's right. New York Daytime Radio at the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. You can hear us every single uh, every single Wednesday at 1 o'clock with a brand new episode days earlier than our platform. And if you missed that, that's okay. They put us back one on Saturdays at 7 o'clock if you missed the one on Wednesday. And if you still miss that because you're busy, we get it. Then you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is our mother platform, every Sunday. And Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So make good choices. Okay, bye.